Blog Talk Radio. This episode of Dungeon Crawlers Radio is brought to you by Gamers Inn, where adventure begins. Check out their website at gamersinlehigh.com. Broadcasting live from the DCR studio. Oh yeah! The Geek Revolution starts here. Excellent! Get ready for the number one hit geek radio show out there. Well, it is impressive, isn't it? Because it's time for Dungeon Crawlers Radio. All right, we're live. Hey, guys. Hey, welcome to another exciting episode of Dungeon Crawlers Radio, and I am super loud, blasting in my ear. That's awesome. Uh, we are broadcasting live yet again from uh, FilmQuest here in Woo! Sandy, Utah, in the Jordan Commons building that, yes, once was my high school. I know. It's Let weird. it go, Daniel. I know. Every day, <laughs> I know. Anyways, uh, we got some really cool things. If you haven't already gone and checked it out, go check out Fandom. Yes, go to YouTube, look it up, Fandom. Because it's awesome. And if you've ever wondered what Jessica looks like, you'll find out now. She's pretty hideous. She, she's kind of she's, she's, <laughs> she's kind of crazy. Yeah. Yes. Um, you might want to get a little bit closer to the mic, though. And, and, and turn the mic on. I would turn the mic on. <laughs> uh, Amateur what a newbie. hour. With Jared C. Yes. This this is this is why you're behind this is why you're behind the camera, right? This is why I'm behind the camera. And now. you have someone else running the mic? Usually yeah, yeah. Cameron. Yeah. Gas uh, Master Supreme, where are you? I need Yes, you. where is he? Anyways, uh we're also here with the amazing, the always in tie dye, Johnny Worthen. It's my thing. Hey everyone. It is. Can you hear me? Um yes, Hello? I can hear you. Hello? Yes, you are there. Check wait, your melody. Oh. Who are you? I don't know. <laughs> Someone just hit him. He's gone now. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's back up. He's back. <laughs> that was Jonathan, the, uh, who's running the film quest. And yes. Delicious man. Yes. <laughs> um, a glass of water. And, and before, I mean, before, before you guys arrived and we were setting everything up, he actually uh, pulled out the, the statue, the Cthulhu statue, and oh. showed Johnny, and they had to get a picture together. I went mad just looking at yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's it's crazy. So, uh, and apparently they are going. They've got merchandise that has arrived. So if you want a Cthulhu shirt. Run out now and buy one. Not in tie dye, I should warn you. It's not in tie dye, <laughs> unfortunately. But it will. It, maybe, maybe the madness will make all the colors blend and float around the shirt, so that it will look like tie dye. It is a Grateful Dead weekend. It could happen. It could happen. Supply. Yes. Anything can happen on <laughs> a Grateful Dead weekend. Absolutely. Last yeah. one. Who's got tickets? Uh, not this guy. No. no. <laughs> Little price. Uh, <laughs> I never got into the Grateful Dead. Sorry. I will forgive you. I got into Oingo Boingo though. But that, that deals with a lot of things. Did you ever hear my yeah. Oingo Boingo story? No. I have an Oingo Boingo story. You have an Oingo Boingo story. Let's hear it. Okay. Right. I'm an author, but this is my Oingo Boingo story. Yes. So back in the day, my brother, McKean, hello, Mick, if you're there, is this, was a cinematographer. He was hired to film a concert at this fairgrounds with Oingo Boingo and another band. <laughs> so the other band 
is Wall of Voodoo, but nobody knows who they are. But I loved Wall of Voodoo. And so my brother got me on there. I was the sound guy, right? Okay. Wow. And so we actually got on stage. He's got the camera. He's pushing up in faces. The whole place is going to scream for, for Wall of Voodoo. And I'm, coming, I'm, I'm listening to the sound, and I'm, I'm making sure the levels are right, and it's great, and it's all awesome. Mm-hmm. And then we go backstage, and you know, and I feel really cool about it, and I, you know, I'm, I'm going to hang out with some Wall of Voodoo, and this little short guy comes up and like gets in my face. I'm thinking, oh man, I'm talking to a real musician here. And the guy says, hey, Danny, how's it going? I go, God, so mad at that guy. I just turned my back and said, excuse me, we're talking here. So I watched Danny Elfman walk away. I, oh. I was such a jerk to him. And there was, there was Starcross. I was face-to-face with Danny Elfman, and he wanted to talk to us. Oh and gosh. I told him to mind his own business because I was oh. a that nobody knows today. He'll oh. never come back to Utah. Nerds are crying everywhere. I, I, I'm crying right now. Man, <laughs> that would be amazing. I, mean, I didn't know what happened until later yeah. when, um, we're out, when we're out front watching the show, and there's Danny Elfman with the microphone. And I felt about that. Oh <laughs> my a very God. small inch inside there. Yeah, and <laughs> yeah. and just to see where he's gone since Oingo Boingo departed in '96. Uh, had a little success. Moderately. I mean, he's like up there with like John Williams. Yeah. With soundtracks, I mean, almost yeah. every other and geek thing that you're you the love. Recently, there. James Horner. Rest yeah. is that cool. is that's true. Yeah. yeah. Um. Okay, that's a moment of silence. That's over. Yeah. Yeah. And for my stupidity. That's okay. <laughs> so let's talk about your books. Ah. I mean, you are you you have won the the Golden Quill. I have won. I have and won that twice. I've won it as for a book and as a writer of the year. You're looking at the Utah Writer of the Year. Woo! Nice. Yeah. Really lowered their standards. <laughs> <laughs> Thank but, goodness. Um, that's by the League of Utah Writers. If any writers out there want to want to hook up with other writers, that's a great place to start. But yeah, my um my, my debut was Beatrice Elk. It's this beautiful little horror book that got published out of a with a press called Omnium Gather Medium out of Los Angeles. And it's wow. a it's a terrifying little ride through love. It's a story of, of love. It's it's kind of a kind of a Frankenstein idea where a man decides he he knows magic. And this is magic in the modern metaphysical term. Mm-hmm. So I studied the occult to get mm-hmm. this right. You know, it's only, it only took me 40 years to study this. Uh-huh. Total <laughs> hobby. Nothing to, do with, nothing to do with anything. All hail Cthulhu. But um, anyway, his, the idea was he wanted, to, he, wanted to, he wanted love. So he invested a creature. He made a creature, uh, not a corporal creature, a spirit, a demon, if you will, of love. And he put everything he knows of love. But, of course, he doesn't know everything. And right. there's no light without darkness. So the book begins where he's being released from an insane asylum. So that's wonderful. That's some other wow. And my and that has a couple of the short stories, and then Eleanor is just taken off. That's the one yeah. that won the gold yeah. quill. That is a young adult character study, coming of age, coolness. It's a story of a 15 year old girl hiding in plain sight in a small Wyoming town, and she has certain talents. She can she can make she can mimic animals, for example. She has very keen senses, and her but her instincts tell her. To blend in. Now her mother, Tabitha, her mother knows what what's going on, knows the extent of her powers, knows what they're for. But Tabitha is dying, and Eleanor is terrified of facing life alone. Hmm. That's when David, the cute boy, comes back to town. <laughs> David is Eleanor's only friend she's ever had, and then Eleanor's talents begin to display themselves erratically and threaten to expose her as the inhuman thing she is. Hmm. It's a great book. And book wow. two, Celeste, is coming out this no oh, next month within within a month. Wow. Um, 14th, I'm having a book signing party at King's English on a Saturday uh, real soon. It's going to be awesome. 
It's going to be really awesome. And um, where is it? Um, That's okay. I think it's the 28th. 28th? That sounds right. No, I think it's the 18th. The 18th. Of July. Of July. Okay. At King's English at 4 o'clock. I will correct that if it's wrong. But it's it's a continuation of the Eleanor story. Eleanor is a complete standalone book. You can nice. pick it up, read it, love it, put it down, be happy that you know me. That's great. But if you want to find out what happens more with Eleanor, you'll want to pick up Celeste, where things get... Well, the tagline is, the girl who cannot be seen, the girl who cannot be noticed, mm-hmm. is. Hmm. So that's what that one is. Um, wow. Is Celeste a book that can be standalone as well? Uh, it's a little harder. Is it like Beowulf, Grindle kind of situation, like, or is it a little less? No, you you got to read it second. Okay. I think you okay. kind of want to know who all the characters are because it's a it's a complete story. It's a trilogy, okay. and once once you've invested, if you've invested in Eleanor, you'll love Eleanor. Everybody read Eleanor. Go buy it. If you don't, own it, I'll wait while you go on Amazon and. Yeah, buy it. if you look at the reviews, <laughs> okay. they're absolutely amazing. Yeah. I agree there. <laughs> I don't know. Let's be honest, me. sir. Yeah, okay, it is it's the 18th. But it's, a, it's, it's an amazing book. Got a great Kirkus review. The School Library Journal has it. It's a, it's, I deal with a lot of heavy things in it. So I mm-hmm. think of it as a Trojan horse where I'm uh, talking about young adults, but I'm bringing up real issues, uh, mm-hmm. bullying, abandonment, PTSD. Even. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of main issues on it. And then after I have you there, if you're coming to Celeste, then I've got you through David because... I'm, I'm sorry, the book isn't quite all the all the pieces aren't tied up at the end of Celeste, but that's wonderful because you have something to look forward to. Yeah, because this girl is so cool. It's really cool that you bought a uh, post-traumatic stress. Now, is it a teenage post-traumatic stress? Yeah. Okay, because a lot of people don't understand that that high school is a really rough time in people's lives, especially when I, you're a short, small, skinny redhead or a tall, skinny <laughs> brunette in a short state. Dan um, is looking glassy-eyed into a corner. I think that's yeah. where he got his lunch money taken once. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, and that's no, why no, he's no. talking yeah. about his high school too. But no, it's a very real issue, and I think in high school, when kids get picked on, it is someone who is in that situation. It you carry it for the rest of your life. You really do. I think it can be just as traumatic as something like war. I mean, high school is war. Eleanor has a bit more baggage than that, but that definitely plays into it. There's a lot of bullying. It's a small Wyoming town. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's fictional, but it's based on some towns that I know in Wyoming, right. um, Du Bois. I was actually just had a signing up in West Yellowstone a uh, week before last, and mm-hmm. so that was beautiful. Nice. I always wanted to sell this book in Yellowstone because it it takes some of the key events happen there. Right. And so that that was wonderful. Besides, that's perfect. So is this a small town book? Yeah. I, it seems yeah. to be where most people yeah. get post-traumatic stress. Yeah, we can't help it. I'm from Selma, Alabama. It's a very small town. Everybody knows your business. It's rough. <laughs> really? You're from Alabama? Yeah. Okay. The new so, movie, Selma? That's, uh, that's her that's town? That's my hometown. All right. That's wow. <laughs> Go I civil just, rights. <laughs> I just grew up in Sandy. Yeah, that's not no, that no, small. No, no, no. I'm recovering, Daniel. Yeah. What's we your were excuse? enemies. I was over at Elsa. You were an, a hawk. I was a hawk. Wow. That would have made it, yeah. This yeah. interview is now over. No, no, um. no. And it's on. Yeah. Yeah. No, this is exactly where I learned geometry. This is where we're sitting now. This is probably where my wow. geometry class this was. This is where you stared out the window. Now you can do the same thing. Yes, I can stare out the same window. It's actually nice. I love this room because we have these big windows and anyone can walk by and come yeah. see us. And well, and you can see the mountains. You guys obviously can't see it, but it's absolutely gorgeous in the room that we're in yes, right now. Yes, I'm sure they let the children look at the mountains a lot. Yes. <laughs> come, children. Come look at the windows. Even oh, though no. it's hot enough outside to melt. Oh, yeah. It's horrible. It's been literally like being in hell the last, oh, yeah. <laughs> the last I, three days. I think if uh, I think once we had a dare to break every window at Alta, and we got them both. 
So wow. I, <laughs> I, I don't know what you guys did here. This is amazing that you had so much light. Cause our, that, that, it's a bunker, I swear. No, uh, uh, the, old, the old school is a bunker. It looked like a prison. That's why they made it into a theater. Yeah. <laughs> it's dark. It's dreary. It's got it's got horror. Yeah. I know it's we theater. Play movies here. <laughs> we'd, we'd have a small minor earthquake, and you'd watch the crack go up the wall. It was awesome. Nice. Yeah. It's interactive cinema. Yeah. I, I heard it was high in the rain. They were going to ship it uh, brick by brick to Guantanamo and send it up there. Just to see hey. They could have. They could have, yeah. I don't know. Be cool. But, uh, you know, <laughs> Miller hated, uh, you know, Jordan, and so he destroyed it because he was a West High school guy. So, see what I'm talking about? All the high school trauma that's happening. Oh, right oh my god! <laughs> high school, high school is horrible. I, mean, I should say that Larry Miller's goons just came in and are <laughs> brow beating us. Yes. <laughs> ow! 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 Yeah. No, I mean, the book is, is is amazing. If you do go look, I mean, every review I've seen is outstanding. I mean, four or five stars, yeah, which is amazing. is amazing. And everyone can relate to the character. Everyone's kind of been that person where at one point in your life you've kind of like uh, want to hide in the shadows and step back and not be noticed. We've all been there. So I think that's why it's so amazing is because we can all relate. You know, there's a lot of books out there where we can't. Well, this one is a bit bizarre relating, but yeah, there is. I know it's, it's also a love letter to, to mothers everywhere. Yeah. Um, and the next one is <laughs> a love letter to the family who put up with me in Denmark. And if they're listening, I don't know how you found me, but there you are. <laughs> and it's... um. It continues on. There's, there's, it's, it's, a, it's pretty important. I mean, Eleanor is a unique individual. Mm-hmm. Um, there are other individuals. I mean, there, she has. Um, I, I can't spoil it. I'm, I, yeah, I, I want to. But yeah. it, it's sad because my, my publisher did. I mean, oh. my publisher did. I guess the uh, Library of Congress made him do it. But if you don't read mm-hmm. the Library of Congress comment at the first page. Now I've brought. Uh, there it is. I just told him. Now everyone's gonna go run. <laughs> oh, I gotta go read this but now. At least they'll buy the book first. So there you go. Oh, I think they can look at that page on Amazon. Oh, no. <laughs> All right, well, it's pretty awesome. It's, it's Just go buy the book. Read the whole book. There's Get a the lot book. of uh, American Indians in it. Uh, nice. The original idea came from a uh, uh, Tony Hillerman story. And if you guys know Hillerman, Tony Hillerman wrote a lot of mysteries during the 70s. And, you know, big off huge. Mm-hmm. I know his daughter, Anne. She's a wonderful human being. Hi, Anne. Mm-hmm. And um, he deals with Navajo. And all of the okay. mysteries took place on a Navajo reservation. Uh, Lee Porn Chi mysteries. It was a whole Wow. So, um, and I was reading those and fell in love with uh, a couple of the ideas. And so there's a lot of Native Americans sewn in with this. Mm. Anne gave me a great blurb, by the way. She's in there. She's, her blurb appears in Celeste. So, Anne, I do love you. And oh, Anne's got a new book out, too. So everybody should check out her new ones to uh, plug Anne. Not that she needs it. She what is Anne's last name? name? Anne Hillerman. I'm sorry. There you go. Anne, Anne Hillerman. Hillerman. I'm sorry. Anne, what have I done to you? Sorry. We just want to double check. <laughs> so, look at that. Not only are you here talking about your books, you're. You're pimping out other people's books, which is awesome. And uh, and is and is well, all writers need it because yes. we don't do this for the money. No, you know, we're, we're I know you think Johnny, but you're so large, you must eat a lot. <laughs> I, I, I eat the bad things. But, yeah. you know, we're all we're all starving. You know, it's uh, it's it, to get involved in a creative career is just taking your taking your life in your hands. Yeah, yeah. You, you've got to either have a lot of courage, stupidity. I think it's about all you need. Or have some <laughs> amazing. Lucky fluke like you know uh, J R R you know oh yeah. J K Rowling or Brandon oh, Sanderson yeah. or people you, like you that. Get, I mean I've seen maybe one or two in the last year, but you really don't get book trailers like you do movie trailers no. that make people more aware of a book. Yeah. 
So, I mean, yeah, it's great that you're well, plugging. And I, I call myself a candle maker in the age of the LED mm-hmm. because there is so much to compete with the time I'm asking you to spend in a book. Oh, yeah. I will ask you to spend a modest amount, $15 on a book. Right. And this book will take you maybe 10 hours to read. Mm-hmm. Maybe you'll read it twice. Maybe you'll give it to a friend as a gift. But that's that's really not that. Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's a hell of a deal. Right. But I'm competing with Halo. And I'm competing with dinosaurs on the big screen. I'm right. competing with disco. I'm competing with Walkman. I'm competing with drugs. I've got a lot to compete with. Or Angry Birds on your iPhone. I know. Mm. <laughs> and I fall for it, too. It's hard to, hard right. to find enough time. So yeah. the trick is, so you have to do this because you can't not do it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then... When I write, I tend to write more literary, which has been a problem. I've got an agent. She hates me. I'm more <laughs> literary than I should be, so I'm going to work on that. But there's a whole different world between literary and commercial fiction, as right. well between like literary films or real films and, and, and mental margaritas. Right. I don't know if you guys have seen the new um, Jurassic World. Yeah. Have you guys seen that one? No. All right. Well, let me tell you. I haven't seen it yet. You are the worst. You're always so far behind. I know. I didn't used to be. I'm going to kidnap you one day and take you to movies. Anyway, continue. You did not miss much, Dan. I'm sorry. It's not that good. No, I was disappointed. Yeah. Um... I've heard it's pretty much a repeat. Yeah. You've already seen the other movies. You've seen well, it before. Well, the emotional connection in depth. There's yeah. no story in it. I have no idea what the movie's trying to tell me besides look what we can do with computers now. Yeah, that yeah. was the biggest thing. The CG yeah. was just—it was just weird. Well, I know, and and, and Jared did a uh, review on yeah. fandom. Hey, pimping it again. Fandom, fandom Mondays yeah. on YouTube. Anyway, um, what were you saying, Dan? Well, it's just he—he he was going <laughs> over that. Is you know, if you're going to see the movie and expecting that you know that wow factor that you had when you watched the original it's not there no. because it's pretty much a repeat yeah um, winston is gone and that's a yeah. that's a huge, that's a huge part huge. of it that's like like it was said in the review it's just the the effects have been taken to a level where it's almost how would Ian Malcolm put it the rape of the natural world yeah, yeah. Like yeah. well okay so the other night what? like <laughs> two nights ago uh you know we sat down and i had my kids watch Jurassic Park 2 you know, Lost World. And they were like pumped. And they were really excited and loving it. You know, and they're and at their end they're like, So how did they get those dinosaurs? I'm like, those were puppets. You know, puppets and some were CG'd. And they're like, That looked really real. Yeah. You know, and then from what I've been hearing, yeah, it kinda looks cool, but you can tell that it's CG. There's Thank not you. that oh. kind of realism because yeah. the puppets are gone. What were we just watching today, babe? The documentary on ILM. Don't mm-hmm. call me babe in front of other people. <laughs> what were we watching? Uh, I, I'm not talking yeah. to you anymore. It was, it was all about the integration of your imagination back then, what you yeah. could do to push the story, you know, push the progressiveness of the characters. And in the case of CG, just like you said, it's all about the extravagance on screen and how much money we can pour in a CG. Yeah. And it's kind of lost its way a little bit. Yeah. Well, you've given me something just now that make, makes me have a little more appreciation for the film, is that you mentioned how the wow factor is gone. And that's actually mentioned in the movie among the characters who are trying to make a part to get yeah. to continue the wow function. The wow function. So they yep. make yeah. Franco Dinosaur. Which yeah. is, maybe it's an underlying text against GMOs. What do you think? Maybe. That's a good point. At least then it would have some meat. But we have to smelt that. Um, we're, we're tacking that on. We are. No, yeah, because just, again, like the visitors in the park, we have seen Everything. the CG. Yeah. We've seen the dinosaurs we all We are before. the visitors in the park. Yeah. We've and it's seen just, it. They have to come up with new stuff all the time to For keep us our... as well. As, yeah. You know, but unfortunately, what would have been cool is seeing a ginormous puppet slash robot come out of the water and grab something, not seeing the CG because in some knowing some guys just splashing water on all the pe- visitors watching, and you know it just—it was cool looking. That seeing was a spoiler. That. <laughs> well, that was, on, it was that, in the that's in the it was previous. In the previous so you know. Yeah. Look at our previous. Oh yeah. my God. 
Yeah. <laughs> I saw the whole movie in the previews. Didn't, didn't oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sure. oh, yeah. The coolest part was him riding with the raptors and... That you know that was the that was the coolest part. That was the highlight of the film. Yeah, it was. Too. Well, I'm not really having to rush out to see it, and this is you know I know I'm getting flack for this, but I know what's going to happen. Yeah. You totally do. You're yeah. gonna they're gonna go to the park. Totally do. A dinosaur is gonna escape. People are gonna get ate, and then they're going to escape from the island. The end. Right. Wow. Well, that's all of them. That's, that's amazing. Yeah. You haven't seen it. Yeah, no. Like it could be. Like, I know. Um, but in the defense of Jurassic World, it is. A fun movie. It's, oh, I'm sure it is. Don't expect again, like I said yeah. in the review, that magic. Don't expect yeah. to be blown no. away. It's, I, it's I, I still want to see it. I do still want to see it. Yeah. But I'm not in a hurry to go out and see it. Like, yeah. oh, the next Avengers movie well, or Ant Man. But yeah. even <laughs> then, Ant Man, I'm yeah. kind of hesitant on anyway. I'm thinking. I mean, that's. I mean, what? How does it go? What language is spoken in America? Third grade English, right? Mm-hmm. This is kind of the level of some of our. <laughs> Of, uh, of our entertainment, and this, I mean, they could, they had a, they had a vehicle, they had a star vehicle, they mm-hmm. had Star Lord, can't remember the guy's name, Chris Pratt, Chris Pratt, Pratt, Pratt yeah. yeah. Star Lord, who everyone loves now because oh, yeah. he's there to talk to a raccoon, mm-hmm. and he buffed up, and he's, I do, underutilized, oh, he's, <laughs> he's there, and they had no story, yeah, All, yeah. and they had no story, they had, I mean, people who like me who make stories and want to get them out there have got to just gnash their teeth when they see an opening weekend like that without a story, yeah, I mean. The last Avengers, no story. I couldn't find one. The Avengers before that, a story. Yeah. yeah. And that was a story of uh, Tony Stark learning mm-hmm. to play nice with others. So it, right. it wasn't a deep story. It wasn't going to change the world, but it was a story. Right. And you could understand that. There was, you know, but there was, there was a narrative thread. There. Yeah. I haven't seen it in some of these well, movies. And well, the second Avengers story, is kind of a... Really quick. When you say story, ahead. you definitely... I feel like when you say story, what I hear... Is character development that, yes. because honestly, that is what's missing from films today. I love character development. I think it's the most important thing a film can offer. It doesn't have to be an art film, you know. But you yeah. can take right. a film that's crazy, action-packed, funny, all these things, Guardians and of Guardians of the Galaxy, yeah. and still Mad have Max. Mad, Mad Max. Max, and still wow. have character development. Exactly. You know what I mean? It has to relate to the human condition mm-hmm. or right. it just shouldn't even be out there. You yeah. don't get anything from it. Exactly. You know, and, and you want to grow when you see a film. You do want to be entertained. You do want to escape to another world. But at the same time, you want to feel good when you walk out of a theater. Yeah. Not or, that you wasted your time. Or challenged or something. Yeah. But mm-hmm. just to realize, I mean, I've forgotten mo- most of the movies. And, and, that, and what I remember very much, right. the six Short lines of dialogue in Mad Max. The whole movie probably about right. six lines of dialogue, yeah. two syllables. Jonathan's here beating. Jonathan's us. here. He's beating us up. That microphone's live. If you want to jump on. Hi guys. <laughs> Hello. And you know he's creepy and he's hurting. <laughs> hurting you with my. Boy, at least Josh isn't here with his tentacles yeah. this week. Uh, <laughs> Johnny, safe from the tentacles for another day. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll touch you. <laughs> yeah, you see how much I really hurt. All right, Johnny. It's already hot in here. What do you think about stories and movies? Have we forgotten it? Is it all just crap? Oh, yeah, good time. Character development Margarita. and new movies. Yeah. What's up with No, we, we haven't forgotten. I just think it's, um, I think we as audiences have um, evolved into a uh, different sort of um, appreciation for films. I think people still like original content, but at the same time, it's hard to justify that when you see how original films, quote unquote, original films aren't doing that too hot at the box office. So it's hard to say. Like, and the reality is this: I remember I saw Geek Tyrant wrote an article a few uh, weeks ago where they basically said um, 
look, if we want original content and we want original movies, we need to support them. Yeah. yeah. Whether you like them or not. Um, but unfortunately, I think we've got like Jupiter Ascending mm-hmm. in oh, one of those type of yeah. films. But at the same time, <laughs> at the same time, what's what's the content delivering? And I, I don't think we've forgotten how to tell original stories. I don't think that we've forgotten that. And to be perfectly honest, we, we kind of, if you look at um, film history, they've always been doing remakes and sequels. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's the silent film era that's been going on. I mean, flip, how many Keystone Cop movies are there? You know, how many Fatty Arbuckle, you know, films were there? How many? Did Abbott Costello meet the Wolfman? (laughs) (laughs) Right, exactly. I mean, exactly. I mean, and guess what? They recast your stars. They did all this in these franchise films. They've been doing it since the very beginning of the industry. Yeah. It's a business. And now the business has gotten to a point where it is, the money is so big. The money that they will make on an opening weekend of Jurassic World is so, it's, 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 it's the national budget of most of South America. Right, they just yeah. in over one weekend. Who cares what the second weekend? They're all there for the money. Yeah. And that kind of investment, and they put a lot of money into them. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. they had to pay Pratt something, right? Yeah. And they yeah. Had, to, had to get those guys on Unix. So, but the rest of it, and so they needed that income. So, what I'm thinking, what I hate about it is so much of it is, like, I, if you go to theaters now, if, if you bring up movies in the area, you're going to see the same 10 listed everywhere. And maybe mm-hmm. the Dollar Theater will have something I missed last month. But it's the same one. And I know that we've got to be making more than 10 movies a year, right? Yeah. Right. But it doesn't seem that way because that's where all the investment, all the time, all the marketing goes. And you have to slip out over to the tower or come over to FilmQuest to see something truly original. Nice and I highly thank you. That's awesome. Yeah. And I highly recommend everybody to come out here and support this awesome, yes. well, creepy, Cthulhu-based Film festival. That's can, right. can I just say yeah. that um, last night we we were here and we watched a lot of films and you want to talk about character development, originality. These films, hilarious, scary, action packed, artistic. Yeah. I mean, so incredible. These are original ideas. A lot of things I not only have never seen before, but couldn't have even imagined. And if you really want to see something original and something that has context, please come down here. And come to Film Quest. Oh, thank you. It's a great. Yeah, it's yeah. been a great experience, oh, yeah. and yeah. we're coming back. And come buy your days. Cthulhu shirts. Yeah. <laughs> and all that, and I, I guess um, just you know something to kind of um, follow up with. You know, we talked about we want original content. We want uh, you know there's these films at the box office and all that. But you know what? You can make a movie too. Yeah. And if you have a desire to make filmmaking, uh, if you want to be involved in filmmaking. You want to make a film? Well, then there's nothing stopping you. Nothing stopped me. Nothing stopped Jared. Nothing stopped anybody from doing it. And so go out, make a movie, and find out if that's where your passion and your talent lies. Because you can talk about it, but you know you're never going to know until you actually do it. But I've got a jet, guys. I got to get the next thing ready. So all right, all right. Thanks so much, Johnny. All right. Come down to Film Quest. That was an awesome coincidence. When, he, <laughs> when he's on next, I'm busting in. <laughs> All right. No, but I, t- I, heard, I heard some of your interview with him, yes, uh, Jonathan, the other day, and he was talking about how it is easy to make a film. Right? Yeah, yeah, it is. You can just get some, a decent computer, get uh, some, some software, and um, there's there's wa- the water machine. Sorry, right. just, Jessica needs water. Okay. So <laughs> Jared just fell off the anyway. giant stage to his doom. <laughs> The, the studio audience this year, there's got to be 100,000, 200,000 people. Yes. <laughs> well, there, look at all those cars out there. I know. No, no, no. We're good. No, but the same thing's true of writing. In most of creative creativity, the tools have been brought down to a mass production. Where, I mean, yeah. not, I don't want to say mass production. Where, where you can actually 
do it. For example, yeah. you get a story. You don't. You don't need an editor. No, you don't need an editor. Okay, I got. I got a backup. Excuse they, me. You, I know, I know. Well, you can buy an well, app for it. Now. Well, if you, if you wanted to, you didn't. Ha- you don't have to. I mean, you can self-publish. Well, that's and, what I'm saying. That's what and it's not that. Is the tools are available great, to but anyone? Now. Yeah. So I, I often say that it's never been easier uh, to write a book. It's never been hard. No, that's what it is. No, I'm confused now. Jonathan threw me way off. <laughs> it's never been easier to be published. It's mm-hmm. never been harder to be that. Yeah, and that's really where the stress is, where, where getting your book out there, being marketed. I mean, there's um, the, the self-publishing route. I use small publishers. I'm trying to get a big publisher, but the big publishers, once you start getting up there, as my agent has shown me, we're looking at more commercial elements that I'm not used to doing. Mm-hmm. Things you can get away with right. the small press, independent movie kind of thing, or that kind mm-hmm. of thing, do not necessarily play as well. Yeah. Now, case in point, a great book that I read this year, and it's coming out of the movie, um, with uh, The Martian. Oh, Matt yeah. Damon, once again, is going to be a bandit on the planet. Wonderful guy. Right. He and I are like that. Anyway, um, and the book has no literary elements whatsoever. It's just a good romp, but it's got all the commercial elements, and that's that's why the book was successful and the movie will rock. Yeah. And, and there's no reason why you couldn't have... See, I, if I would have written that book, I would have had him spending a lot of time wondering about the nature of existence and whether mankind was meant to fly in space. You know, that kind of thing. A little bit of navel gazing. Yeah. You cross all that stuff out, you get a faster book. I forgot where I was going with this. But all I'm saying is that, as, as Jonathan was saying, it was different tastes. But if all we're ever given is the margarita, is the macaroni and cheese, we forget how important it is to eat your steaks once in a while. Yeah. yeah. You know, and that's, I, I'm kind of down. Just, I don't mind the sequels. You know, I'm, I'm a little over. Um, I'm a little over the superhero genre a little bit. Just because there's, you know, I don't know where else they can go with it. And I'm thinking Civil War is going to be cool, but. Like, like, I think of all those resources they could put into something interesting. That's why Martian's going to be so cool. Yeah. That's why um, uh, uh, Interstellar just kind of took us because it had all those elements and also had a real right. human element. Yeah, it did. Interstellar. Right. That was a great movie. I did see that one. There you go. Thank you, Daniel. Yes. No, I, mean, I, I agree. I mean, that's something we've kind of talked about is, you know, because they've got it planned out to what? 2020 or 2021 of all these superhero movies right. yeah. are we going to be burned out because it's literally other than different characters it's going to be the same type of story yeah. that we're going to be used to and we're not going to be seeing a lot of different things did you see the post about Stan Lee telling everyone why here's a wild idea why don't you guys make your own character oh I actually read that today yeah. where he was talking about uh, Miles Morales Yeah, because they're wanting to move forward with making him Spider-Man permanently, and he like you know no Peter Parker's white, you know Spider-Man's white, and it's not because he's racist, and it's not because he's you know anti-Latino or anti-African American or anything like that. He's just it's very simple. If you want a different type of character, make it. You know we can do that as a superhero. If you want a Latino superhero, make it instead of substituting Spider-Man for that or, or, just or something writing, like that. Or just writing somebody's coattail and trying to cash in on a, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, a name. Is it, um, I've, I've been on writing panels many times, and I've, I've had publishers tell me this. The best way to have a successful book is to bring your audience with you. Mm-hmm. That's why celeb, that's why Kardashian can, and uh, Wiley and other people can have these huge mega bestsellers because they already have an audience. Yeah. Right. So when you're looking at a franchise like Spider-Man or something, you're bring, they're looking to bring all these people who following this. Yeah. this easy reader was there. Yeah. The old Wesley Company, Spider-Man mm-hmm. was on the Wesley Company. <gasps> Dating myself. Anyway, <laughs> um, but and that's that's kind of the fear of it, and um, it's and these indus and these industries, not industries, these uh, the, the film companies are big, 
behemoths. They are. They do not turn quickly. So, no. Um, and they want to they want to sell what makes fast money. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and Jurassic World, the biggest selling film mm-hmm. of all time internationally. Yeah. Why would they want to change anything if they're going to make yeah. that kind of money? Call right. Jurassic World, and yeah. then there we go. Because they brought their entire audience that has been waiting for years and years and years, and yeah. then a whole new audience has experienced it for the first time into one. Literally three generations of yeah. people. And the other part of that is the overseas market. I guess films are now making more money overseas than they are in America. Yeah. Like far. So the Asian markets are not looking for these deep, introspective, Woody Allen kind of, what is this no. character doing no. in this midlife crisis? They're looking for they horrific things. Well, they know. They, they, <laughs> Transformers 4 was the biggest year, was the biggest movie of so, the year. Just watch, like Go- Godzilla, just watch the no. Godzilla movie. Seriously. <laughs> this is where it is. They didn't so, even like Godzilla. And so it's, no. you have to go out and seek these different stories. Yeah. You really have to. I mean, grand, I mean, you know, date night, we'll go see something like that. We'll just, you know fill up on margaritas and go see a mental margarita and come home, but you can right. look for the other things. Yeah. So that's why I think you know books are a good idea too. Oh, yeah. Because you can you can really find those other other angles, these independent books and the smaller stuff. I mean, local color you, you don't get that in Spider Man. No. no. You just won't, you just won't, you know, oh look, that's great. It's a living metropolis. This is oh I recognize that. Right. Yeah. Lives in metropolis. That's right. So that's kind of like a, my the book I just released this year. Oh, see, I was coming. There we go. There we go. Back. Back. He's a writer, ladies and gentlemen. I, I, I released a mystery uh, with a, a mystery publisher in Virginia called Cherokee McGee. Hi, Greg. And it's called The Brand Man. It is a local color mystery piece about a blackmail that goes wrong. And it's local color. It's Utah. You can't, the story wouldn't work anywhere but Utah. And it's got, it's got local color in Salt Lake and, and um, in Park City, um, Moab, mm-hmm. things. It's, 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 um, it's an adult story, which is strange because for me, as a writer, I haven't. I haven't got that big contract yet. Nobody's paying me to just write one thing. Right. So I, my motto is I write what I like to read. That mm-hmm. guarantees me one fan. Right. And my agent says, that's all you got. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Renee, I'm after you. Anyway, so, but, but this one does very well. It's because it, it, I wanted to write this mystery. I wanted to do this. I wanted to um, thank, uh, you know, it, it's who touched you at certain times of your life. Mm-hmm. Uncle Touchy's basement comes to my <laughs> <laughs> I read uh, The Monkey Wrench Gang and Desert Solitaire from Edward Abbey, which in my generation was a must-read. Everybody had to read that if they're going to be cool. The, the hipsters now read it. Nobody else reads it. But it was really cool because it was like one of the first environmental treaties. He was an environmentalist hmm. uh, stationed in the Moab, and he was brilliant. And he, in, he envisioned a, a group of activists who actively um, – fought against deforestation and the creation of Glen Canyon Dam. There's actually, a, um, I'll never forget it. I was reading this book, and there's actually a paragraph describing in detail how to blow up Glen Canyon Dam. I thought, damn. Not because it's a dam. But anyway, yeah. But I was thinking about modern activism. And so it all kind of fell together. And so I could write this, put it together, put some life in it, and still get it published. Now, I don't know if this is ever going to be a movie. It will one day. So... In the meantime, you can go pick it up because it is for sale. It's called the Brand of Man, local color, not for everybody, unless you're cool. Then it's for you. Anyway, so I had to get the plug in, but that's what. No, it's fine. Something you can get by being a smaller, wider. If you don't sell your soul to the dollar, and you're willing to live on ramen day and night. Anyway, so. Well, you can get you kind of get your voice out there instead of having the publisher then twisting yeah. your story and changing it. Um, I, you know, uh, another local author that we've had on the show, John Brown, he went the normal route. He was published with uh, a larger publisher, and they did, him and the publisher just butt heads. And now he's self-published. He went the indie route because he could get out the story 
the way it was meant to be and not the way the publisher thought it was. And I, you know, I have, I've read, bo- I have both bo- copies. You know, the original one through the publisher and the w- one he redid. The book is so much better the way he redid it. Um, just because, and it wasn't huge changes. It was just a couple of changes where chapters were moved into different locations, and the story made so much more sense. Before it was like, what the heck? It just started off really odd. As soon as you start getting more and more people into it, so you can imagine, a writer sits down, they spend months and months and months pouring out their soul into yeah. the book. Then they, when they're after they've worked on it for a while, edited it, re- mm-hmm. it they'll, they'll offer it to somebody for criticism. This is only the second person involved. And then maybe a third and a fourth, and they send it to a publisher, and they get more. And maybe at the end of it, if you're a really good author, and you maybe have only eight people who can mess with your book, but you think of something like a film or something. How many thousands of people have had a hand in that? Particularly the producers who bring the money, and they what they say goes. Oh, I don't like this story. We have to. Can you put a, can you put a love interest in it? I know he's alone on Mars, but can you put a love interest in it? Yeah, I haven't fallen in love Wilson. with an Wilson. Wilson. <laughs> Digital girlfriend on the iPad. They have that app, I'm sure. When, when I was working at a studio doing and stuff like that, one of the guys told us a joke about a, a director and a producer trapped in the desert, and they're crawling around looking for water for days and days and days, and finally they find a little uh, oasis, and the director runs over and pours his face into it. He's drinking. He's so excited, and then he hears a trinkle. And he looks over to his left, and the producer is taking a piss in the oasis. And the director's like, what are you doing? And the producer's like, just making it better. (laughs) And it's that way in every production I've seen thus far. As a a filmmaker, (laughs) it's terrifying. It's terrifying the thought of having that many people touch something that's so close to you. That's not a dirty thing. I've always wanted to be a director, but I can't imagine giving it up even at that point. I'd want to edit it. I'd want to edit it. And, and I can say that's why we have the Green Lantern movie we had. Thank you, yeah. DC, for letting that happen. Yeah. Is that what happened? Possibly. Yeah. Well, I mean, so this is actually this is kind of a uh, rumor that's coming around. So at San Diego Comic-Con, DC is releasing the full Justice League. Everyone that's involved with the Justice League, there is a rumor that there will be two Green Lanterns um, that are being unveiled, I guess, um, who will be playing them. Um, and we know we've heard that Chris Pine's coming over to play Steve Trevor with Wonder Woman, but now the rumor is twisted that he is actually going to be the next Hal Jordan, mm. which would be awesome if that is the case. But we'll have to see. I just couldn't. I couldn't watch the film. It was too much. See, you want to talk about CG? Well, wow. Unfortunately, was there anything that with, wasn't? Unfortunately, with Green Lantern, you have to have CG. I mean, they're flying. They're creating constructs. Uh, it's a Mainly in space. Yeah. I mean, they're space Guardians cops, pretty much. Tons of. Um, but you know, their their uniforms are glowy, so you, you kind of have to throw the CG in there. But it was just a poor story and fell apart, and yeah, was horrible. I think if you knew it going in, if you knew who the Green Lantern was going in, you you dig it a little bit. I mean, I I, I own it. I like it. I dig it. I have it. I watch it every now and then. It didn't um, fit into the today's taste of superhero. But as far as a good Green Lantern story that portrayed the character, well, I think it was lacking. Yeah. It, well, it, it really, to me, I mean, uh, we're, again, a generation gap, but growing up watching the Justice League mm-hmm. and watching Green Lantern, yeah. the cartoon version, yeah. I felt more like the film was 
that kind of mood and angle. Yeah. Like it felt more like a cartoon episode on Saturday morning than it did a movie per se. Okay. But I don't know. I think, yeah. No, I just think they could have gone with a better villain. Yeah. yeah. They could have gone okay. with a better villain. Hector Hammond, giant head. Oh. Yeah. Just not that good. And then <laughs> and then Parallax shows up at the very end and. Yeah. All very cool. Yeah. More superheroes. Yeah. See, that's, I, I don't know, they're, they're trying. DC has to try. I mean, they are. No, they do. They made Muddy Superman, which was a, what the heck was that? Did you see Superman, the new one? Man of Steel? Yeah. They, they hired a, a Brit yep. to play Superman. Henry Cavill. And they put the whole thing in mud vision, you know, because they wanted a dark image. Yeah. So it's got, got the whole Neo thing going on over there. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so. A group of fans actually took the footage and recolor graded the whole thing. Yeah. And it looks so much better. <laughs> what were they thinking? I don't know. We we we've had so much fun laughing about that movie. You know, the whole scene where the tornado's coming, Kevin Costner is there and he's gonna rescue me and he just puts his hand up. Like, no, stop. It's like you know, we just joke around that's when the money train stopped for mm-hmm. Kevin Costner. It's like no more <laughs> <laughs> See you later. Last check balance. Yep. We're done. We're done. <laughs> exactly. Um, in DC's defense, because I have to defend everybody. Well, because, no, DC you know, is a dark DC world. DC is doing so well in television right now. Oh, they are. Well, that's they are. Because that's of the point that defending. we've because of the point that we've all been bringing up about character development yes. and having a full story. I freaking love the Flash. I freaking oh, love oh, yeah. it. Smallville, yeah, yeah. Gotham, all that stuff yeah. is so good because it is bringing to us what the films, the the, the movies lack. Character well, development. Which is yeah. why <laughs> Superman, the Superman was trying so hard to be something it wasn't. Yeah. But by, by making it dark like that, I forgot what movie he was trying to be like. Uh, dark Knight, probably. Oh, yeah. Well. They were trying to match it up. You know, Christopher Nolan was kind of in the background, but it wasn't even close. To I being know, as dark as dark. No, it, it's not because it's Superman. You can't go too dark with Dalton Superman. Shines in rainbows. Well, no, he's 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 <laughs> you know, he's the American Boy Scout. It's really hard. If you were to go super dark with Superman, it would have lost everyone. I mean, I felt like even American uh, Captain America was darker. But Superman. But see, Captain America is a war story, so you have yeah, to go dark. But he, you want to talk about someone who's not dark? Captain America is. He can. He can be in he the beginning, be. not so much, but you know, towards the end, yeah, he. It's a pretty dark. Just wait till Civil soldier. War. Oh. Just wait yeah. till Civil don't, War. Don't do that. I don't like that. I'm yeah. sad about that already. Yeah. <laughs> what you know? What happens already? No. Yeah. It's, this one. Yeah, I do. He totally, he totally spoiled it. I did. He did. Thanks, well, it's, Daniel. It's such an important... I've been... We can't, I, we bang. We her. <laughs> I, I want to come back and talk about it after that one comes, comes out, because that one, I think... It, I, I study cultural criticism in college. Yeah. Yeah, I, know. I, I flipped burgers for a while. What can I say? But there's... Um, We've all flipped burgers before. Yes, I have. Humanity. <laughs> but Captain America has offered Marvel an instrument to make certain comments. Yes. And whereas uh, the Avengers had, you know... Yeah. But mm-hmm. Captain America, the last one, the Winter Soldier, mm-hmm. actually had certain Polit- parallels to polit- political yeah. parallels, yeah. which yeah. were important, as Batman had done mm-hmm. uh, with the with the Corruption sonar. And, yes. and, yeah. you, know, and, mm-hmm. you know, as the NSA knows, I'm not happy about that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, guys? Uh, you're looking very nice today. So, mm-hmm. um, anyway, that, that's that's an, and that's the kind of thing that storytelling should do. It should should not only challenge you with character, but challenge you with ideas, but also challenge the culture. And if mm-hmm. it's just constantly reaffirming good guys always win, there's no, no cleverness in that, it, it's kind of a problem. Yeah. Well, and no, it is. it's horrible problem. as it sounds. I mean, I'm not saying, you know, the Nazis are horrible, horrible, but I'm just saying Hydra... You're not saying the Nazis are horrible. No, no, I'm saying that, but okay. I'm saying wow. Hydra as an idea in general, as crazy as it is, it might work. It, it could work. 
just oh right oh. You know, in the, oh, yeah. in the, the right the, mindset you know yeah. what i mean the best villain That's is just, a villain that brings up a good point for yeah his and i feel and like fully believes in his action yeah yeah, yeah that's justified. the craziest person ever is the person who believes in an idea more than anyone else that can never be swayed. Well, and that's why you Stalin know. and Hitler were so amazing, were so powerful oh, as, well, amazing yeah, and powerful as their on? own leaders <laughs> for their countries is because they had that solid belief, They and they were so charismatic, they were able to transfer that belief to Literally other people, to other... I'm not going to touch this with a stick, but I will like to point out <laughs> one movie that if you, sep- if you deviate too much mm-hmm. from this, yo, everything is great, or you challenge the authors, I mean the, author, the audience too much, you can get a bomb. Yeah. And look closely at a movie that happened last year, the year before, Johnny Depp's Transcendence. Mm-hmm. The yeah. movie on movie just looks like another monster movie, but ultimately, it's you know, spoiler alert. Turn it off if you haven't seen the movie. Go see it. It's genius. It's Go genius. Watch it. it is absolute genius. Where the villain is actually a benevolent deity. Yeah. And people just automatically. Shut them down. Well, they and, reject change. Yeah, the yeah. idea, the ideas behind that movie were light years yeah. ahead of anything else that came out last year on mm-hmm. any kind of budget with any kind of a name. And Johnny Depp, and, and I know this, they, I've seen that movie listed in his recent bombs. Yeah, and it was totally. Well, it's because it isn't. It didn't make money. Exactly. That the studios yeah. wanted. Make money. Because but it was people an amazing don't like story. change. That's why. It was an original. It was. It was very such an original story, and mm-hmm. I. Like I just said with Hydra, but with this, you watch it and you go, you know what? If you really open your mind, this this would work. Mm-hmm. This yeah. this might work, you know. And, and as crazy as it seemed while you're watching the film, it was so genius that it was scary. It scared yeah. people. That's the barrier you're gonna hit is when you have to open your mind. Yeah, people to don't accept like these that. new ideas. People don't like they, that. They would rather turn it off and again go to Halo or go back to. Well, right. and, and I think that's why I think that's why going back to your original thing about getting red is so difficult because it's so much easier just to go play Halo mm-hmm. or play Call of Duty or Angry right. Birds on your iPad. Or write a literary book. In a <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. If, you're, if you're asking them to take a personal journey yeah. through a person's insanity rather than just show explosions, it's going to be difficult. It can't mm-hmm. be done. There, are, there is an audience. I'll, my, my books all work out on every level. You need to go buy them. But that's, you need to bring that up. You have to, you have, to have an audience willing to join that mm-hmm. way. I mean, ta- I mean, although there's been this huge spate of superhero movies, in the middle of all this, at the beginning, should we say, came The Watchmen. Yeah. And the oh. Watchmen, again, a complete challenge to, to the viewer. These are not movie. necessarily good, good people. people. Yeah. Nor, people. Yeah, and they're, and they're complex, and yeah. they're troubled. And the movie and the book, the, all of it, the, mov- the movie was, was, a, was a, a masterpiece. The book mm-hmm. is a tremendous mm-hmm. masterpiece. Yeah. And, these, and it was a bomb. And I, 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 I own two copies of the damn thing. Really? Yeah. I disagree. I haven't met one person that didn't like that film. Okay, well, well you hang around really, the right people. So here's the really thing. Long, though. I when it originally came <laughs> out, it was a bomb because yeah. it wasn't successful like current ones, yeah. but it's become a cult classic it yeah. because cult it, you know, everyone went to go see a superhero movie, mm-hmm. and these are flawed and heroes. And very people, adult yeah, it's very adult. Captain America here. And people didn't respond well, but then as people started... You know, going back. Well, let's go watch it again. And then they started catching the undertones and the the well, story that was there. And it's like, oh, this is actually a decent movie. To be honest, it, it's not everybody's cup of tea. I will yeah. say this, and I don't know if anybody else feels the same way, but have watched. I've watched it three times. First two times I fell asleep. It was really long. To be honest, Love it is. Film. Lo- it, it is it's very long. long. But it felt to me like 
an art film. It feels like an art film from the cinematography. Like, it honestly does to me. It's like an action-packed art film because you really have to think about everything. It's very symbolic. Yeah. Everything about it is symbolic. And from the very first second where the blood drop hits the smiley face, you know, it's also effing hilarious. It's my favorite line probably of all time because it is so true. I can say it with just about everything in life mm-hmm. from the when you get a ticket in the parking lot to I mean, you know What what line? It's also effing hilarious. Yeah. Oh, okay. Dan, Dan's daughter is here. I'm watching my <laughs> But I, I think that was a that's an example of people taking a chance. And I'm glad that it is. I'm yeah. glad to hear yeah. that it's become oh, it's has huge cult now. standing. Now. Especially in Utah. Yeah. Yeah. I feel well, like every filmmaker I know loves this. There are a lot of movies like that. Because I, I don't know a lot of people that enjoyed it, but I sure as heck did. I loved the most recent Wolverine film. Yeah, I really I like that. A lot of people disagree with me. And Which I one was that? The Wolverine. The Wolverine the one with the, the Silver Samurai? Yeah. Yeah, I think that was probably the best Wolverine movie we've had so far. Yeah, in my opinion I would the I would agree with you. Origins was horrible. I yeah. yeah, I feel like the reason why people didn't like it is that it took you out of the element of the cinematic Wolverine mm-hmm. and I feel like it it Brought wasn't dumb, the, it wasn't dumbed down enough for people. It, it took you into that hero with conflict that we've yeah. been talking about. No, Those it, heroes that are human. In, J- in Japan, right? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I, okay. I, I read that as a Wolverine meant for an Asian audience. No, so I no. I they were targeting an Asian audience with that. But I'll, I'll go see it yeah. again. You're saying there's more to that? Well, yeah, there is. I mean, in the comic book, because of the money, he's he's in the comic book. That's where he goes. Yeah, and yeah. so it, it was it was true. I felt like it was truer. It, it was true. To the it, character. It's a lot darker than any of the other X Men films. It it's a lot grittier, and it shows a lot more conflict with Logan himself yeah. and the decisions that he has to make because he's uh, immortal and he's lost all you know motivation to do anything. Right. And all and of a sudden, he's kind of flipped upside down with motivation and mortality. And yeah. I, I think Be- that was such an awesome he depth to die film. so bad. And then, then when it's he offered to chance, him, he realized, oh, he you know, his, yeah. his character development also a struggle with uh, Jean Grey dying and how he feels responsible. But at the same multiple time, lifetimes of struggle. Yeah, yeah. it's just yeah. there's so many things that happen when you live that long. It just builds up. You're talking mm-hmm. about post-traumatic stress. I can only imagine that's, hundreds of years. Yeah, of years that's why we have. You know I mean? That's why we have yeah. apocalypse. Yeah, he's been yeah. around since uh, the Egyptians. So of course he's crazy. Yeah, he's immortal. And that's why I love that film. It, yeah, it's it's definitely a hero with conflict. And I you didn't like know Apocalypse really was immortal? No, that he'd been out since he Again, she's sheltered. Wow. We're trying I'm to make from sure Alabama. She, There's no nerds there, you, except for I'm, me. I'm, I'm you, were, you, you, you weren't <laughs> kidding totally that you came from a small town. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just start filtering my useless head of knowledge. We didn't have any music but Hootie and the Blowfish country and rap. Sweet. Pretty much our life. I would have listened to just Hootie and the Blowfish. yet. Yeah. Hey, I told the uh, drummer from Green Day to shut up one time. Didn't know it was him. That's okay. He was drunk and making remarks about my mother. That's it. That, that ah. was good. And it was backstage behind the concert, so I didn't know it was him. But yeah, it was. Yeah. <laughs> See, I, I can deal with that. Danny Elfman. Oh, man, that's a shame. That was. That's. Just, oh, yeah. to have that moment back. Yeah. Oh, 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 oh. Hey, if you don't wear a tie-dye shirt, he might not know it's you. I didn't have tie-dye then. I was okay, actually, then wear the shirt. I was shirt. all in black because I was supposed to be, supposed to be invisible. Yeah. That's good. That's good. Yeah. So, uh, okay, so real quickly, uh, this kind of has been surfacing around the Internet. kind of want to get your guys' thoughts on it. Lexus has made an actual hoverboard prototype that is fully functional. No, they haven't. I thought that was a special effect 
No, Joe. no, this one just recently came out in the, in the last couple of days. So this is not a special fight joke. So okay, because um, there was the one that came out earlier in the year that they had Christopher Lloyd on. They did a big commercial mm-hmm. on that. That one was, but uh, it looks like they do have one. What I mean, what's the worst that can happen? I mean, seriously, <laughs> a frictionless surface, crazy people. What's the worst that can happen? Yeah, yeah. falling off. I want a hover bike though. That would be awesome. No. I think it's cool. I, unless I go through a forest, then I'm screwed. But as long as I'm out in the open, we're awesome. I'm still tripping out about scooters having little wheels, these razor things. I, what? I, non-existent would just wouldn't do for me. You remember when scooters had big, actual blow-up tires? Yes, I had one of those. Yeah. Those were awesome. See the razors. Every time you hit a rock, you the razors are horrible, they're, and they the fall worst. apart. And they hurt when they swing yeah. around. But no, I mean, the smaller the wheels on the scooters, the more upset I get if you just take them off completely. Safety hazard, Daniel. If you take the wheels off the scooter, isn't it just a board? Yep. Just checking. Well, no, you have handles. Oh, the handles. The there you go. Handles. Handles are but They're hoverboards are cool. But a hoverboard, <laughs> as long as you don't go across water. I, I'm not much of a skateboarder or anything like that. No, but neither am I. The, the exciting part about that development for me is just the technology's here. We're going to start getting some more cool stuff that I might actually care about. You know what I mean? But, but, but I think it's cool. Is that Speeder. it might have a, a weight limit, and we're nerds. <laughs> I don't have a weight limit. I'm I'm good. You're a tiny nerd. <laughs> He's you just offended the left side of this table. So so, so again, <laughs> remember short, skinny redhead. Yeah, and we are in his high school, and he has post traumatic stress. I have anyway. gotten height, so I'm not short anymore, but I'm still a redhead. And he spikes his hair. That's another inch and a half. Yes. Yeah. I got to get over six what feet. What did you study in high school? Were you, were you a, the quintessential nerd? Did you do any drama? Did you do? So I did band. Yeah. Hey. I know. Band. Band. Awesome. hey, I was in the color guard. Watch it. I did art. <laughs> art? Yeah. Art. I had yeah. the weird nickname. What did of, you play? Uh, I trombone, trombone and then 15 other instruments. Mm. Yeah, I played a lot of Believe instruments. That. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> my, my parents wouldn't let me do sports. It was too expensive. Right. Um, you, I would have played hockey. Were you an instrument? I would have yeah, played cool. hockey. Uh, hockey's fun. Hockey's cool. Uh, I have played hockey. Go Blackhawks. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Uh, <laughs> well, I think it's a pretty Red safe thing to whatever. say right there. Yeah. Since they won the Senate. Well, they did. No, I, I say that because of the director of Clone Wars. That is his favorite team. Oh, okay. And he told me that. I'm an Avs fan. My, now okay. it's my favorite team. You're a what? I'm an Avs fan. Colorado Avalanche. I like Red, the Red Wings. I like football. Yeah, I like football. Too. Okay, anyway. <laughs> I, I, like like football. I don't football like football. Football is so cool. That's okay. So, you know, yeah. I mean, high school is weird. Probably for all of us. I was on the he, team. I don't he know was, you he was a J- Jared was a popular kid. He doesn't understand. I, I was popular. Complain about high. I was always complaining about high school, and he's always like, "I don't see what the big problem was. High school is the best years of my life." I'm like, uh, "Don't get me wrong. I enjoyed nice. high school. It was just really weird. I enjoyed the years after high school much better. Okay, I grew. I grew a foot. Yeah, we can get colors. What was your high school like? I, in my high school, I thought I was unpopular. People told me. Later, I was popular. If I'd have only known then that I was popular, but I wasn't. See, I, I loved high school so much I left. So if you have a, yeah, if you want a voice in, call us at sixty six two two six one four seven five. High school horror story. But um, yeah, call in now. Yeah, I, I spent my senior year in Europe. Uh, Things just kind of shriveled up. See, my sophomore year was weird. I mean, I'm, I'm going to throw this out. There. My sophomore year was weird. I was very quiet, didn't speak much. Junior, year, I was just crazy face, talking all the time. Went to every sporting event. Went to every dance. Senior year was the same. Yeah, I I I was very well 
known and out there. But I had to take the leap. You know, before that, it was just like, uh, I'm not talking to anyone. You know, junior high was even worse. It was like, how long can I go through the day without, you know, the teacher calling on me or someone talking to oh, me? Oh, junior high sucks. Uh, yeah. It's, it's just, yeah. I just, just live through it. That's what I told my kids. Yeah. Just live through the next three years. You know, I, the first day of middle school, just live through it. We'll talk. High school, things get a little better. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was just uh, awkward. Especially when I got my driver's years. license. Whew, that was awesome. What was your first car? Uh, a Chevy Malibu. Oh, yeah. Mine was a Jeep. Mine was a Jeep. <laughs> we're, we're so made. We're so cute. Oh, yeah. I want to punch oh, you to the face. That was the first car I bought. Uh, the first vehicle I drove was a Buick Park Avenue, which we called Noah because the thing was as large as an ark. <laughs> we could stuff tons of people in it and in the trunk, and we did. Um, and then the next vehicle after that was a giant Chevy van, which we called the Magic Hippo, because anytime you turned on the heater or the air conditioner, it made this weird. <laughs> noise and people could hear it coming from miles around and we had a magic eight ball like glued to the dashboard one of the highlights of my high school was my first vehicle a jeep wrangler 1988 i decided i wanted to pick it up and maybe repair it a little bit so i could drive it on the road meanwhile i have myself one of those uh, temporary operating permits and i recall driving around an american fork uh, hill city as like we like to call it Mm -hmm. which jeeps aren't friendly with yeah uh, the transfer case and the brake snap at the same time. Awesome. I go rolling backwards, uh, going off of, I'm not going to call it a cliff, but I'm going to call it a cliff, and landing into a house. Sweet. Which the people who had just bought it have lived in for two days. Oh. And there goes the Jeep Wrangler story. Can I be yeah. honest with you guys? He is actually still paying for that. Yeah. Like eight years later. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> You have some really bad luck with cars. I just need something to write about. I need things to inspire my films, oh. and these things are on yeah. purpose, Daniel. You yeah. have so to when the Jeep that. movie so comes you out are, next year, you are truly living a, a an artist's life of deprivation and horribleness. And, and I had to choose Michael Bay as inspiration. Thank you, Michael Bay. <laughs> No, if I crashed case, two feet away from propane tanks, by the way. I was going to say, there would have been an explosion <laughs> if it was true, Michael Bay doing this. So, if, so a crime spree is in the future? One day you just might yeah. I just might snap. Wow, I might have something in my backpack and just yeah. go crazy with inspiration. Yeah, so, we're done. <laughs> okay, so, so with Michael Bay, so you're saying Michael oh, Bay influencer. Uh, there is something that was floating around a few years ago about you know, how a Michael Bay movie is done. And you see all these random things where you see cars and everything, and you see this tiger walk onto the screen and then explode in this huge <laughs> hellfire explosion. And it's like, done. I mean, that was it. That is a Michael Bay film. That's still over the weekend. That's yeah. all you need. Yeah. Yeah. It'll That's make true. a gazillion dollars. It will. It'll, it'll be huge. It'll be yeah. huge. And this is one of our, I mean, it used to be America was, the, our primary um, export was our culture. Mm-hmm. And so that's still happening, right? Yes. But now it's all Michael Bay and, and robots and not to say Michael Bay hasn't had his good days. I mean, I loved oh. The Rock. I loved his I older films. The Rock. The Island. The Island was a great movie. Really yeah. I was really an loved underrated that one. film, too. Hardly anyone. I mean, it came out about 10 years ago, and until about five years ago, I hadn't met anybody else that had seen it. Oh, I own it. I've watched it many times. I've watched it like, I watched it like two weeks ago. The DiCaprio one on the, on the, on the, that the clone? No. Oh, the, oh, the clone one. Yeah. The clone. Oh, yeah. Has Ewan McGregor right, and Scarlett right, Johansson. Right, right, yeah. okay. I still love that that, really that line when you know that yeah, the construction yeah. workers helping Scarlett Johansson going, "Oh, I know God loves you," <laughs> or Jesus, Jesus loves you. you. Yeah, that's just a great <laughs> line. Um, but 
again, apparently the movie is good enough that you know Michael Bay could rehash some scenes from that movie for Transformers. No kidding. Yeah, yeah that was almost. I remember watching The Island in theaters, not having. I walked in having no idea what it was about. <laughs> had not even seen previews for it. And I remember that when I was watching that scene during the chase and the huge like train wheels yeah. start falling off the truck. Like, I literally almost had a heart attack. It was taking me back to Armageddon when they're trying to get out of the space station before it explodes. Like, I was having an actual adrenaline rush. Oh, yeah, it was great. And then I watched Transformers, and I see kind of the same thing, but I feel nothing, and I can't tell what's going on on the screen. Yeah. <laughs> but I really, um, not knowing what's happening on the screen, I'm glad that, um, ah, put my thoughts together, Mad Max broke that. Where we yeah. had actually center scene, mm-hmm. center frame action mm-hmm. for the entire film, yeah. and it doesn't matter how how much you cut or how you know you don't you don't have a, an epileptic going through a seizure holding the yeah. camera throughout the entire thing. Uh, talking about Superman, yeah. oh, God, I hate it. I keep looking at the <laughs> Superman, <laughs> keep it away. But I mean, I'm so glad that happened. I mean, I mean that kind of thing need, needed to go. Not oh, knowing what's yeah. happening, right. because that was just driving me crazy. It's a migraine oh, in a movie. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You need some motion pills, just just, yeah, just you know, popcorn agree. motion pills. I actually pills. felt nauseous during yeah. the second Transformers yeah. because mm-hmm. it was so insane. I can't that one was you paid money horrible. Yeah, but uh, I love what you said that Mad Max really. I'm not going to say fix it or broke it. It's more properly or appropriately say broke it, but it was so consistent in its action. It kept your adrenaline up the whole time. Yet oh, it's an awesome practical movie. Effect, I love oh. B films. I no love B films. You think that was a B film? That was an OB film. That's it was. Him. It's not a B film. No, it was. No it was the example of what a B film could be no. with the proper, like you know, intention and stuff like that. It's probably going to end up as a B film. Lower budget. No. When yeah. I say B film, I don't mean that it's unsuccessful or anything like that. What I do mean, you mean, you know, like the old good films like uh, Predator and stuff like that. Mm. You know, it's not going to be this big extravagant artistic. No, but horror films you know, in whatever. general are considered B films. I yeah. mean, especially yeah, I from the eighties. I would. I wouldn't call it. I mean, it's. I think it's reached blockbuster status. Yeah. Right? Oh yeah, yeah. Huge. I'm not. Again, I'm not talking about like its status. I'm talking about the genre of the film. You look at the original Mad Max. Oh well, you, have to you look know. at the yeah. genre. Yeah, it'll never be. You know, yeah, it's not Superman. Yeah. It oh, is. God. It is the epitome <laughs> and the most successful genre of a B film that you, you know, could ever ask for. And I when love you say B film, I do in a way understand it because a little bit, just a teeny bit. I'm still aggravated that you called it a B film, but a little bit because honestly. When people walk in and I talk to them about it, they either loved it or they hated it. They either appreciated it or it totally went over their head. And so, you know, I guess there is some people that would think it is a B film. But for me, I think they did everything right. They gave me everything I wanted. They gave me practical effects. They gave me CG that was hilarious. And somewhat believable, the guitar thing. You guys know what I'm but talking that about. That was practical. It was that practical. Was all practical. When no. The movie exploded. was pretty much practical. I don't know what you're talking about. Have you, you seen this movie? No, Not yet. it's another you one. Fool. Fool. I know. That's the one to see. I know, I know. I want to see. I, I love the soundtrack. Soundtrack's awesome. I mean, it's I, just, it has everything. It's like, so good. You know, in the Blu-ray, they're going to have a, a version of it silent, and it'll still play. This wow. is, because there's only like six lines of dialogue in the whole thing, mm-hmm. and she's got great characters. You've got Excellent work. I love that. And it's it's what it's it might herald a new st- a new genre of film called the single sequence, hmm. which um, John Wick would be a, a possible oh that was a great that, movie. Right? Yeah, you have a little bit of a lead up. It happens, and for the rest of the movie, you're on for the ride. That's it. Yeah. And in books like uh, the the Born Identity and, the, mm-hmm. and those kind of books, also kind of a single sequence. Yeah. And it's it's difficult to do because 
you don't you don't give your audience a lot of time to sit back and say, no. let's fall in love. Instead, yeah. you get a few months. This 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 is your greed. Yeah, yeah. I literally anxiety attack for an hour and a half with Mad Max. Like I the whole time I was like, it's not slowing down. It's keeping good. Like it was like riding a roller coaster for an hour and a half. But a good one. A good, yeah, one. A good, one. A good one. Not like that broken one at Lagoon. <laughs> the one you're scared is going to break uh, while you're on it. <laughs> they've lost 17 people there now. They're just covering it up. I know. <laughs> Go to alexjones.com. Read all about it. <laughs> but I see bodies. Are you sure it works? <laughs> I haven't been on the, the old wooden roller coaster since I was 14. I think they oh. closed it's it down. It's that on steroids, they man. They closed it down? I no, the wooden roller coaster. Is, no, it's still there. It's still No, the wooden roller coaster is still there. Oh, uh, wonderful. It was rotting the last time I was there. Well, yeah, it's, it's one of the last wooden roller coasters, and so they're the still doing it. But whiplash uh, seriously, when the, the last time I went out, we were going up, and I was with my parents, and the lap bars would not come down. Ah! We were at the very top with no lap bar, and it's like we're, everyone's waving at the person in the booth, like <laughs> yelling, yeah, waving back, "Have fun!" Yeah, so, you know, my parents are like wrapping their arms around and grabbing onto us for like dear life, hoping that they can hold on to us the whole time, and finally someone notices and then stops it. And it's so it's like, and then we went, and I'm like, nope, I'm never going on this again. Oh never gone on it again. It's just oh not that cool. It's like that, Daniel, but on steroids. <laughs> All right. Mad Max no, is no, everything no, no. you want. Wait, I want to see it. I'll go see it. It's and, amazing. You know, it's just, you know, there's just so many things catching my attention right now. It was so really, I just can't go. It's a very yeah. in-your-face kind of film, but in a really it's, fun way. Yeah. Yeah. And it's I'm sure same. it will be. I mean, I love the old Mad Max films. Yeah, except for not like Beyond the Thunderdome, which uh, I liked Thunderdome. I might be the only one, but I liked it. Thunderdome was okay, new. except for Tina Turner. Well, I like Tina Turner, but you're right; she was miscast. She yeah. should have been better. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I really think the movie would have been more amazing with someone other than that than her cast as that role. The role w- could have been so much better, and it would have made the movie better. Um, and so I've I've always loved that. You know, the first Mad Max. You know, uh, Road Warrior, amazing. That was hard film. to watch. That was you know, so that hard. one is really it is, but it's amazing. And so I'm, su- I was uh, super excited. You know, but you know, this is the best with, one. The talking with Krista, you know, she only watched three seconds of the trailer. I was like, nope, not gonna go see it. It's like you've got to see it, man. It's the uh, movie of 2015 yeah, right now. Until Star Wars movie. comes out, this is the movie. Nope, to even see. after. Star Wars. I will hey. bite you, Whoa. Johnny. No. Whoa. <laughs> okay, let's let's compare the six six movies and find the best one that's not the first one. Good luck. Okay, so Empire what Strikes Back. Think <laughs> what makes us think number seven is going to be better than six five four? J.J. Abrams. J.J. Abrams. Lack oh, of green Lens screen. Flair. Excellent Lack idea. of green no. screen. First off, uh, they're doing more practical effects. There, there won't be any lens flare in this because he can't do that. Why? Well, it is trademarked yes. by. Star Trek. Yeah. <laughs> by Paramount. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. oh, oh man. I, I, you want, oh. Yeah, I want to put, put the rights on that. I, I'm, a, I'm a Trekkie more, more than a Go ahead. And, I'm just saying that I'm not that looking forward to it. Just because I think Star Wars has really kind of come in. I, I don't know. It's just okay. not my thing. Maybe it'll bring me back to it. I stood in line. I saw the original Star Wars mm-hmm. in the theater, dating myself again, probably mm-hmm. 20, 30 times. This was the, this is what we did back yeah. then. Right. The whole summer, we did, every day, we'd just go watch Star Wars, then we'd go... Shoplift. Yeah. I don't know what <laughs> but um, and I, I, I like them, and they just you know the Jar Jar. In case the oh, Jar Jar reminded me about the Ewoks, and the Ewoks reminded me that Lucas is a jerk. So the rest <laughs> of it was going on. No, I get Lucas is out of it. Maybe we'll get a story. But 
I want to talk about Star Trek just for a moment. Sure. And the Abrams lens flare fiasco. I know a lot of people, my my wayward, ignorant son included, loves the new Star Trek reboot. And I couldn't stand it. And I, I wondered and wondered and wondered why it was I didn't like it. Even the second one, mm-hmm. I could point out to a lot of stupid ideas like beaming over her onto a, well, anyway. But all these problems. And then I read an interview with Abrams that he said, and he quote, and this is on John Stewart. He admitted he was not a fan of Star Trek. Yeah. yeah. You He's always been a Star Wars fan. Who put him in charge of this? <laughs> there are a lot of us out there that really dig this. And we right. could have done something with it. But I think his lack of love for it is, I sensed it. Yeah. Maybe it's my, my super spidey sense or something. I think but it I, must have been. What are we going to get from Star Wars then, since he is such an avid fan well, of Star he Wars? Is Wars avid rather than the Star Wars. I, even the mm. robots, like they brought the robot out on stage that you see in the previews. Like he literally took time building, like making sure everything was built. And that's why I think it's going to be so much better than what George Lucas did. So we see a lot of Dutch angles. And a lot of you know, are they a lot of white mm-hmm. exactly no, that, yeah. that needs to have that because if you look back at, the, at what made these Lucas early mm-hmm. Lucas films <gasps> Spielberg Lucas films so great mm-hmm. was that they were tapping into a generation before who knew the serials and the movies. Yeah. The wipes right. were not an accident. Starting at episode four was not an accident. It was hearkening back to the days when people saw Flash Gordon in the theater, not yeah. on Saturday morning yeah. cartoons. And so that's what that was going. And so and they got away from that. And I and I remember that the third one, um, The Empire Strikes Back No, it was Return of the, the Jedi. Return, Return of the Jedi. Jedi. That originally, you know, that battle, the horrible battle where trained stormtroopers are taken out by teddy bears. It was originally supposed to be on the <laughs> planet Wookiee, yeah, right? It's supposed to be on but Kachink. you know what? Yeah. You couldn't. It was Kachink. It's because Lucas did kept the money. He kept the rights for the toys and everything mm-hmm. else because he did keep the rights for the toys. And they made all his money on selling toys. Yeah. I know I have, a, I have a box of them in my garage. Mm-hmm. So that's what drove the rest of it. Mm-hmm. And the fact that the, and then, and that and his racism with uh, Jar Jar and all these, you know, the, yeah, anyway, there's a lot the, of that. The banking clan and all that. Yeah, I know. A lot, lot of problems with him. But that kind of where it's just, they sold out after the first one. And that's why I love the first one. Mm-hmm. I always thought Luke should have got the girl, but obviously that's not a good idea anymore. <laughs> you know, and on all, all this, uh, uh, what is it retcons? What's it called? Yeah, where they go back and where they've actually wiped out most of the no, books. No, they the go back and explain what happened before with the retro house. Oh, Caius, if you're here, call me. What's this word I'm thinking of? But it is, re- it is retcon. Yeah. It's retcon. It's yeah. 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 That's the term, yeah. Where the kind of fits the center. Well, actually, the whole time he was your father, and uh, obviously the, the name was there, Vader's yeah. father, so it was there. It was, it was all good. But anyway, so Abrams, don't let him do any more Star Trek, just saying. It's well, interesting to he, hear he's a left Star Trek, so someone else is doing Star yeah. Trek now, yeah. the, the third one. And take him, to, take him to someplace, do a story that we haven't seen before. Yeah, you? I mean, that is the one thing that I really was, dis- you know, I, again, I'm not a huge Star Trek fan, but I did like the new reboot. I did too. You know, I didn't like the lens flares, I'll admit that, but I did like the brightness and everything looked like it was I liked the first really cool. Uh, the first lens flare was okay, yeah. yeah. Then after that, it was, yeah. Yeah. It was old. Yeah. <laughs> then it got old, but... The thing that about the second movie is like it was Wrath of Khan flipped. It was the same, almost the same exact story, but flipped and twe- tweaked a little bit. And it's like, what the heck? I wa- I was expecting a new movie. Maybe expecting I don't know. There's just I was expecting too much probably. Yeah. In, in both of them. Yeah. You know, the best starship in the fleet. Let's give it to a six-year-old and yeah. give him a crew of five-year-olds. Yeah. I know I'm old and I'm a part, but I still want to see some age <laughs> once in a while. To keep on the original Star Trek was based upon a wagon train. 
it was a Western in space. Yeah. The doctor was the doctor, the old doctor. You know, and they had all the elements of, they were coming off, off the heels of Maverick and Bonanza. This is where the Star Trek came. And so they took that into a new thing. As a matter of fact, um, Ballastar Galactica was originally, that, that's true, the wagon train in space. Yeah. Woo! They just put it out into space. You know, the evil Cylon rustlers. Yeah. You know, that's what it was all about. And so, anyway, that's, and you could learn something from the roots where they originally got the ideas, that the, uh, whether it be westerns for Star Trek or the uh, serials for uh, Indiana Jones or Star Wars, and go back to some of those and see what made those so charming and, and cool and, and maybe take out some of the, Oh, and leave the force, and as soon as the force became a bunch of parasites, I'm sorry, yeah. are you lost? The midichlorians, yeah, and all that. That, yeah, yeah, it was really cool. And I was like, oh, okay, it's this really cool mystical. And then they explained it, was explained it, it and, explained and ruined it. it. Yeah, truly, I, truly. I agree with that. You know, but there's a pattern that I'm seeing in JJ that's making me more excited about the new trilogy. Oh, yeah. You're it's, talking about a speedo. The speedo, number one. Yeah. Yeah. Number two, Lucas. I mean. In my personal opinion, Empire is the best film out of all. Oh, I agree. It, it, it was so genius. And one thing that George did that really made it special was he brought in another director to take yeah. the helm because he knew it wasn't his style. He knew it wasn't his forte. That was the magic. Irving that was Hirshner the magic, yeah. was so good at taking that story and making it fit into the Star Wars universe and then expanding on it and making it grow and even better. Yeah. And, and then the rest it. were Lucas directing. Yeah. Well, it, well, the, minus the sixth one. And he's done that again, though. We don't, we're not going to see Jar Jar. We're not going to see all that stuff again because he's handed it over to another director. And this director happens to be a fan of the originals. He happens to know what made the originals well, special and all that stuff. That's and why and on top of that, I'd have to say most. Disney knows how to make a good film. They do. You know, and, and they're not go- – well, there are a few here and there. I see your point. Um, but you know, with That's Star Wars, they they're not going to let this bomb. You know, they want the best out this of it. This couldn't bomb if Jar Jar starred in it. This is already, <laughs> this will make its money back. Anybody it w- who has a penny it, it in will, but, will see two out of it. But to really make it so that the fans don't go after them and attack them, because let's face it, you know, there's only, there's probably only three groups of fans that you could probably piss off and they come out after you, which is the Brown Coats, the Trekkies, and the Star Wars fans. You, you get that wrong, they're coming after you. Yeah. That's why J.J. originally didn't want to do it, Yeah, uh, even in Star wow. Trek as well, You know, which is interesting because, I mean, I grew up in a Trekkie home. My mother was a huge Star Trek oh, fan. So, did, so did I. Where and did you go astray? I don't know. <laughs> I, watched I watched the, the original series, Next Gen, yeah. Deep Space Nine, all of it. Yeah. I'm, but, I'm I mean, totally a Star Wars nut. Jade, I mean, my mother, like, she loves the new reboots and everything, too. She does have some problems here and there. But, again, I'm just very intrigued to see what someone who's a fan of the franchise will do. Oh, yeah. We were talking about this the other day, uh, actually on this panel yesterday, that Dave Filoni, who's the director of Clone Wars and the Rebels show, mm-hmm. he was man. purely a fan when they picked him up. He was doing some animation and all that kind of stuff. But Lucas found him. He was a super mega hard fan. Yeah. And they brought him in to make the uh, the TV shows. And those are amazing. They're and they're awesome. so good. I Hilarious. Love those shows. And TV shows, you're talking about DC and how TV shows are better than movies. And, and as, as, a, as a novel writer where I've got, you know, 150,000 words. Well, right. 100,000 words. Oh, 50. Anyway, I've got, I got, a, I got thousands of words to tell a story. Of, you know, short stories. Short stories are made into films. Successfully. Yes. Yeah. Novels, yeah. you've got to cut out 95%. Absolutely. Yeah. So the yeah. long form is why television is, a, is a, I, I think, having a renaissance. Yeah, right. and long form fiction. I mean, the Game of Thrones, for example. I mean, I mean, as far as a literary, yeah. Element, and then you take something simple, something simpler, something that was designed directly for television. Um, uh, Breaking Bad. 
Yeah. And it transformed the genre because you right. can tell these long arc complicated stories and Absolutely. and the adults will find them. Yeah. I love that. I love that. It's amazing to me that we were talking about character development that that's really missing from films nowadays. And it's so funny to me how people are literally choosing TV over movies nowadays. And it's 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 because of that. It's because it, of character yeah, development. It's because it's of because the, well, when you get thrown Daredevil, yeah, yeah, you're gonna want to sit. Funny and, how the, and watch they Daredevil. want they want the the character development in in the TV shows. They crave mm-hmm. it. They literally, I mean, kill each other over yeah. spoilers and details and everything else. And then they'll come and pay. To see a movie that doesn't give them anything, yeah, and say that it was a great movie. Well, yeah, uh, a lot of production value, supposedly. Yeah. A couple of big names and all the flashes you can put your mind around, but yeah, right. yeah, it's I mean, like subconscious yeah. love it is. with TV. It, it, they well, don't know that they love We are in a golden the... age of TV. Yeah, and yeah, coming well. back to what you said, it's absolutely true. Short stories work so much better in cinema mm-hmm. because you've only got so much you have because to do, you're, yeah. and you're adding to a story, not taking away yeah. from it. When yeah, it's I mean, if story. you explain Star Wars, for instance, it's very simple: good guys, bad guys, Empire rebels. They're trying to get you know weird the, religion. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, you could you could explain the whole like plot of that movie in a couple of sentences, yeah, whereas if you're trying to explain Spider-Man, you're going to need a couple paragraphs. Yeah. yeah, and that those paragraphs should go to TV, and those sentences should go to film. Well, I mean, if you count the universe, the different parallel yeah. universes of Spider-Man, oh my gosh. Well, just I mean, day. just look. Okay, so we we got the movie Clone Wars, and then we got the TV series Clone Wars, which is better. The TV series by yeah. far. Yeah, yeah. because oh, they okay. were able to expand. We got to see everything that was going on in that. And where in the movie they had to cram all that in your face to just one battle on Genosis, and you know we see Mace Windu behead, you know Jango Fett. And, hey, we're done! Yay! Yeah. Uh, you know, but no, we saw Daniel more. Daniel Logan, sad. Yeah. <laughs> what I'm really looking forward to coming up is the um, the, the middle ground. Is the mini series, right? Yeah. I think Sci-Fi is putting together Childhood's End this year. Mm. I don't know if you don't know the Arthur C. Clarke book. Yeah. Wow! Can, if they do a good job with that. It'll be one that you want to watch, and it'll blow your mind. I wish yeah. it's one of those books I finished it. So it wasn't that exciting, but damn, I wish I'd written this. Yeah. Right. Well, miniseries with for me are like love hate relationships because they're either really awesome or they're horrible. I mean, yeah, you, Stephen King Stephen is King. the king of this. I yeah. have to ask really quick before we run out of time. Yes. Wayward Pines. Have you guys been watching this show? No, no. new miniseries, really good. It's really good. Wayward Pines. Wayward Pines. It is fantastic. You feel the Stephen King. It's, it's M. Night Shyamalan. It, it, we'll just yeah, get that out of the way. M. Night Shyamalan. Yeah, before you guys run away, please listen to this because I had people yell at me when I told okay. them this. He is producing this. He is not the writer or the director. Okay, well then I, I, I'm a little interested is again. It is fantastic. The character development, it's engaging, it's a mystery, it's scary, it's fun. I mean, it's just, it's full blown conspiracy theory in your face. Hmm. I love it. Interesting. Is that a check from the producer in front of you there? Yes. <laughs> Crap. That's you a good size check. No, it's really good. I was check. super like... I love the movie, whatever it is, too. It just materialized <laughs> out of nowhere. A hundred grand? Wow. That's really an amazing good. thing. To... This is yeah. what happened to me the other night when everybody was like, really? <laughs> Shamalama Ding Dong. That's a. We, <laughs> they're it like, is, it is a, a mini series. Yeah. It is and a mini series. It is another it, really good form of really storytelling. Well you know what you're going to start. Not it's the Langoliers, people. It's yeah. really oh, well done. Was horrible. Yeah. Um, it was okay. 
Yeah. Come on, Tim Curry is. I love Tim Curry. I like Tommy Knockers, well, no, was it. and it wasn't great. It was it was okay, but it was missing stuff. But that one was one that was at least done well. Well, um, yeah, but, but that's just it. But when you, when you take a great piece of literature like I write, <clears throat> and then you want to yeah. put it into a movie, you have to you have to let your baby go into other people's hands. You do. You know. Um, I know. I was talking to well, listening to um, Arthur. Uh, sorry, um, Orson Scott Card about um, Ender's Game yeah. uh, at LTE Beautiful uh, Last, and he wasn't pleased with the movie, and I thought the movie was okay. Yeah, it was a good movie. But he was very unhappy with it. I know that. I was unhappy. And you were, you were, not, you were unhappy with the movie? Yeah. Why? Well, the funny thing is I didn't actually even read the book. And the people that read the book actually enjoyed the movie. And uh-huh. the people that didn't read the book didn't like the movie. And for me, it... Like it, Dune. Yeah, for me, well, it just wasn't that entertaining. So I've read, I, I read the book. It the, was. I didn't enjoy it. The thing that I didn't enjoy about the movie was... They were very vague about the relationship between him and his sister. Because when I'm sitting there, I'm like, is this his girlfriend or something? They needed to just take that entire arc out. Yeah, they, that I arc... I because it didn't go anywhere. Didn't it didn't go anywhere. Sense. It didn't make any sense. And it really wasn't needed. Yeah. Other than the point where she kind of convinced him to go back. That's probably yeah. why but I didn't like the movie. There were so many things that, for me, there was know, a lot of I things remember, weren't missing. I remember there watching a... you watch the movie. And you seemed really on board up until after the point they had... Spoiler alert! Destroyed bah, 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 bah. the planet, right? Okay. And no, I wasn't. Yeah, no, no, yeah, I was yeah, bored no, before you were, that. After no, I that. wasn't. I was trying to make you happy, hun. Okay. Well, after <laughs> that, and I will be. You know, this is my case as well. After mm-hmm. that point, it just got really slow and really confusing. It did. And, and just really like it was going off in so many directions. Like, just pick a plot, you know, and and help us understand that. Yeah. I liked right, it right. up until that point. But the, but the point I was I was trying to make with that is you is you give up your baby. You do. Yeah. Um, I, I, Dan Wells is having his books made into a movie right now. Yeah, I'm, I'm not, not a serial, serial killer. killer which, and, and which he totally stole from me. I <laughs> uh, but, Good job. I, but he doesn't have a lot of say in it. He sells the rights and yeah. that's it. He, was, he, was, he got to be in the movie, but that's just cute. Yeah. And he, 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 they did bring him out. But, they did kind of involve him as, but that's more, as that's, a consultant. Right. That was it. That's kind of it. Um, but he, he's not going to direct it. He's not going to edit it. He, didn't even have, he might have had a say in the script, but whether what's actually yeah. shot or shows up isn't this matter. True. So you really have to have a lot of trust in these people. Yeah. So, um, you sell know, out to the right people. You sell well, out to the right people. Well, right. And, in, and in Dan's case, it's, it's an independent film. So there's pr- it's probably what his vision is going to be a lot closer to their, what point, their vision good is. Good point. Dan, where, I love you. I don't know. Because where if it was, you got a book, you say, got Paramount no budget. One of these. And you got a film, you got a budget. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Well, I mean, and you it's get, got Christopher Lloyd in it. He's he's the, the villain. It's there's awesome. the budget. There it goes. I know. That's a huge spoiler, man. <laughs> well, That's like a third of the way through the book before you even find out about that. I didn't hear it. Daniel's yeah, good at spoilers. Yep. I am. He's the worst. <laughs> Game of spoilers it's like right here. Kill, Dumbledore. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm flirting with disaster sometimes with spoilers, and I'm waiting for him to cut me off, and he just starts going into it. So I'm like, all right. <laughs> All hell's about to break loose, everybody. Here we go. <laughs> I'm going to ask you guys about what you thought about Salt Lake City lately. It seems to be becoming a, something of a hub of geekdom suddenly out of nowhere. We have, oh, it's we the have number North, one uh, geekiest uh, state in Comic-Con, America. We have Film Fest happening now. Fantasy yeah. Fantasy coming back. There's a new gaming convention starting in yeah. August. What's, what's that one about? Uh, video games and board games. Yeah. So tell me more. It's yeah. just right so there. It's, it's going to be, be right across the street. Across the street, yeah, across the street from Center. Daniel's old high school. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, he's pointing to the sand. That actually used to be, not the used to be our parking lot. Oh god, <laughs> oh, it's a long walk. And and next to it was the Maverick that we used to went to go to go get food. 
because that's hilarious. Yeah, and they only allowed two students in at a time. We had no map. Uh, you're, you're absolutely right, though. Utah, uh, Salt Lake. No, it is. But Utah is the nerdiest state in America. Is it because it is. we're so repressed and we'll do anything to get out of it? Ah, yeah, that that's our drug. It. That's the LDS drug. Nerd them. Yeah. It's I, all the Prozac. We have to act out somehow. Yeah. I'm 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 gonna drop here. I'm gonna I'm gonna drop some fandom right now. But that's yeah. why we made our web series yeah. fandom. Yeah. Which is a, a geek pop culture uh, uh, series based on the nerd tendencies yeah. Yeah. of Utah of because Utah it's so yeah. huge in every realm of nerdiness. There is a huge following here. Mm-hmm. Well, Jared, I'll I'll give you one better. There's a huge influx of a huge influx of a huge talent pool of writers. Here oh too. yeah. Oh yeah. I have, I have publishers contacting me from out of state saying, "What is it with Utah?" I said, man, we're just awesome. We're just yeah. awesome. And we're very repressed. And we write well, a song. Readers, songwriters, filmmakers. <laughs> the smog, man. It gets in yeah. our no, Every I, corner I, of art and, and film is. and nerd like, is so good here for some reason. Oh, I can't moment, figure yeah. it out. I've never yeah. seen it. Even with music, yeah. the culture here, I think, honestly, because people invest so much in talents for their children. I, I hate to say it, but it's That's weird. It's That's weird to me. That people have a lot of children. People have a lot of children here. I'm not used to that from Alabama, but college is expensive. And honestly, parents here <laughs> nurture their children to have these musical talents, these artistic talents, and all these things that give them interests that can get them scholarships. It's bigger back east, but I see your point. You know what I mean? Like yeah. if you play an instrument, you can get a scholarship. You can play sports, you can get a scholarship. And because there is not a lot of money for big programs here, people do go into the arts. And it starts very young when their mom says, here, put this in your hand and play it. You're going to be in bands. Maybe you're right, but there's something. I I'll take that for now. There's something I have never been to a better. state that's yeah. as artistic as Utah. Well, we're almost out of time. Uh, we literally got 60 seconds. Okay, okay. Buy Johnny's book yeah. on Amazon. Go to johnnyworthen.com. That's J-O-H-N-N-Y-W-O-R-T-H-E-N.com. Say hi while you're there. I'll be all over the place. I have an events page. I'm teaching writing all over the in the Mountain West. I'll be at Rocky Mountain Fiction Workshop in September at Comic-Con in... No, that's in November. Comic-Con yeah. in September. September. The 24th. Utah 26th. Writers in Logan in August. And I had this huge book launch at King's English Bookstore on July 18th at 4 o'clock. Come and meet Celeste. It'll blow your mind. I mean it. If you buy the book and hate it, I will buy it back. But you won't hate it. You'll hate me. All right. So with that said, we will be back next week with another amazing show. And since we don't have enough time, I can't tell you who it is because I don't have enough time to pull it up on my my iPad. So uh-huh. catch us next week. Check out uh, our Facebook page. Check out Fandom and everything else that will be flying your way. Go to YouTube. Check out Fandom. We'll be back next week. Thanks, guys. Right. That was cool. fun. That was awesome.